Hey guys, this is Adrian Vandenberg, all the way from Holland. You're watching CMS TV. Turn it up. The sound, that is, the picture. Um, whenever I'm in the picture, it's better to turn the picture off. And I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And as a 54-year-old guy, I have grown up on this guy's music. Uh, certainly, certainly, like everybody else, I, I had plenty of White Snake from him. Uh, the Vandenberg Records, even before that. Um, he's back with a brand new Vandenberg record, which is as good as anything he's recorded in the past. It's called Sin. It is out there now. Make sure you are buying it or listening to it or whatever you do to capture music. And here to talk all about Sin is the guitarist himself, Mr. Adrian Vandenberg. Adrian, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks very much for having me, man. It's, uh, I'm doing great. It's, these are, as people can imagine, exciting times because... You know, you throw your baby in, into the world, the, the baby in the, in the form of a record. And then, you know, you work your ass off on it and to, 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 to try to get it to sound the way you hear it in your head. And sure. I'm just really excited that it, it got, it sounds exactly like I was hoping it was going to sound. And, and we, we already done a couple of shows and it's, it's exciting to play the new material and it's always exciting to play uh, the classic material too. We have quite a bunch, especially when we tour the States next year, uh, we're going to do a lot of, of Whitesnake stuff that I was involved in in those 12 years that I was with the band. So it's a very luxurious position to, to be able to put a set together with, you know, so much, so much stuff. It's uh, I could play like a, Bruce Springsteen type of show, three hour show, but sure. But I think uh, the drummer is going to pass out then or something. <laughs> no <laughs> question. <laughs> well, Adrian, I, I I do have to say this, and I I think, and not necessarily only for me, but I think probably a lot of fans, if they hear Sin, they will certainly understand that your time in White Snake you were a lot more influential on the sound than maybe you're given credit for because this record sounds an awful, there's a, there's so many, and it's obvious because of the guitar parts, but it's so obvious the style and the sound came out of your hands in that era as is, is still coming out of you with sin. It really does have that throwback sound to it. 
Was that on purpose or is that just how you create? Yeah, that's how I've always written. And um, it's interesting that you mention it. Uh, David, at the, when, when David asked me to join, um, we, spend, we always spend a lot of time together. And he said, you know, on those first Vandenberg albums, there are quite a bunch of songs that could have been Whitesnake songs and the other way around. Um, and which was a very important reason why he, he wanted to work together because we our influences are very similar. You know, we both, our influences are blues, uh, early Led Zeppelin, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, it's all blues based, basically. It's just really loud blues uh, with a little bit more melody than than a lot of blues has. Uh, so, yeah, it's I've always written uh, this kind of music when I was when I made my first solo album. I was 19 and I had a band called Teaser and it was the same kind of rock. You know, it could have been Whitesnake music as well. Um, so it, it flows out of me naturally. And uh, it's interesting that some people uh, mentioned um well, you know, you're trying to imitate Whitesnake. I go, no, you know, I was in Whitesnake 12 or 13 years, and this was the kind of stuff that I did way before that already also. Sure. And and for anybody that, that listened to Whitesnake prior to your time, your time had a specific sound. And I think now hearing what you're doing now really highlights how just more of a, you had more of a, it's not David's band is what I'm saying. The version of Whitesnake you were in you all were part of the creative process, not just him. And I think that's what showcases what really stands out on sin is that you've captured a lot of that same style and sound, which is your style. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, I feel happy, you know, the, uh, creating this kind of stuff because I sit down with my guitar or behind my keyboard, but usually behind a guitar and I come up with a riff, you know, and it comes naturally. I don't have to think about it. It kind of happens. i in the words of Keith Richards, actually, I put out my mental antenna. You hope you catch something. And it always happens. I mean, my iPhone is full of song ideas and riffs and choruses and all that stuff. And it's usually along these lines, you know, sometimes it's a little too poppy because I'm very melody orientated. And um, yeah, and I kind of piece it together, you know. Um, I, I like a strong chorus that you can sing along, uh, kind of. And that's how actually I love to play my solos too. Like if you, uh, I've always been a big fan of um, of players like Brian May, Jeff Beck, early Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Michael Schenker, Leslie West was a big influence. Sure. Uh, you know, solos that you can kind of hum if, when you heard them a couple of times, and they're not based on technique. You know, I like to use technique as a means to. To, to, to tell the little story that I want to tell. And, and that's basically it. It's not like a purpose for me. Right on. Well, let's go backwards a little bit. Um, Adrian, um, 2020, you released an album, um, um, that I thought was fantastic and has one of my favorite guys. Ronnie Romero was the singer in it, yeah. but that band is no more, I guess, you know, that version is, has been, disbanded i guess so let, let me just ask what happened there and how do we get to today with matt singing and you know kind of a new band formed well yeah it, it was a um just like almost everybody's life got thrown upside down when COVID hit sure um ronnie lives in um in in uh, romania and in in that part of the world they were um allowed a, quite a lot earlier than we are in, in, in Holland, Germany, France and England and stuff to start doing shows again. So 
Ronnie lives from his music, of course, obviously. He does uh, like a zillion of a zillion projects. So he started earlier, you know, putting stuff in his agenda. And then when we were finally allowed to tour, you know, our, our agendas didn't match anymore. So I didn't want to wait for another 10 months because I'd been sitting on my ass to- touring-wise <laughs> uh, for, for, for almost three years, you know. Go, oh, right. God, you know, it was it was impossible to tour. So um, I uh, we parted ways. I said, sorry, man, you know, I really want to tour and you are already doing shows. I want to sure. do shows. I couldn't wait, you know. So, yeah, that's when I decided, you know, I had to find another singer. And luckily, I mean, I'm really fortunate to run into Mats because there's not that many singers of, of Ronnie's and, and Mats's quality around, you know. There's this guy, um, uh, Dino Yelusik, who is oh, yeah. amazing amazing singer but he was tied to his record company frontiers um so those were the only three singers that i knew of there's, there's probably more guys around i don't know you know what do i know i'm stuck in holland so you have to go on youtube and find somebody you know right <laughs> well and, and it's interesting because with, with Mats especially uh, he's a great singer in his own right and people a lot of people probably remember him from a band very unlike yours from theory on you know yeah. uh what was it that you heard about him that made you think he would fit what you were writing? Well, actually, it was a funny thing. I thought, you know what? Um, let me think about who who was singing with bands of guys from my 80s era, so to speak, mm-hmm. and who did a great job. And um, then I suddenly remembered uh, much uh, from his time with Ingrid Malmsteen. Right, right. And I thought, man anybody who survives working with Ingrid Malmstein has got to be quite a boss, you know? So, <laughs> so I checked him out. I checked some, some early stuff uh, from Mats's period with Malmstein out. I thought, man, that guy's fantastic. Right. So I in touch with him and it was really funny. He said, man, I'm glad you called because when you formed Moon Kings, uh, my previous band, um, mm-hmm. from about eight years ago, he read about it in the Scandinavian rock magazine and, and he said, man, I was a little disappointed that you didn't approach me because he had the first two vandenberg albums in the 80s uh, when he when he was in his mid-20s and um so that was easy i said i'm in man Uh, let let, let's let's go so we did right on man well for the for the album sin uh you worked with bob marlette who's obviously a legendary production guy in in his own right um what influence, if any, did he have on what you were creating? Does is he a sit back and and let you do your thing guy, or does he really get in there and dig in and make you do forty three takes to get the best take? Or how is he as a production guy? Um, he's like the first kind because the first thing he said when when we got in touch for the twenty twenty album, he says, you know, you you've been in the business long enough. I've always produced my own records. He said, I have full full confidence in whatever you come up with, it's gonna be fine. And um and basically here and there he's got an idea, go, oh, maybe we could try this little thing in a vocal, or maybe um, you know, I, I play him a couple of solos and he goes, Oh yeah, I like that one. So it's ba- it's really relaxed. We became instant friends basically, because he's he's a great guy, you know, and 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 he's very musical. So we get along great, and every time we say, Man, we can't wait until recording. The next album you know right so uh, that's what we're doing and um uh for the for this album for the sin album i um when 
I sat back listening to 2020. I thought, you know what? what would, be, would be cool to go one notch heavier again because um, we did a couple of live shows, a bunch of live shows after the 2020 album, of course. Right. And I to, to capture the live sound of the album even more than on 2020. So, well, what do you do? You go a little heavier. Right. And pretty much everybody who's been in the business as long as I have they mellow out over the years and I go the opposite direction and I go, man, it's got to be heavier. Come on, you know? So, um, and Bob said, great, we'll do it. So it sounds a little bigger, this album, uh, and, and more, more like we sound live. Right. Well, it definitely sounds great. I'll tell you what, um, Adrian, why don't we take a little break right here? We're going to give people a taste of the music. We're going to play, um, right. play uh, some of the video from light it up. What can you tell me about this song? Well, you know, I had this with this song. I, I had, kind of this LA vibe in my, uh, this American radio vibe in, in my head. When I came up with it, the riff, the riff happened just like that. And I thought, man, this is an American radio riff. You know, it would sound great in the car. So, you know, we, I worked on it and um, and Mats and I uh, sank our teeth in it as far as the vocal melodies go. I usually have, I always have like a title for the song right away in the first line of a chorus. When I, whichever song I work on, I, had a, I already have an idea for the chorus, and uh, Mats and I got together and we put the vocal melody and and all the stuff together, and it, it it turned out great. It's one of my favorite songs. I played in the car, turn open the windows, put the sound system on 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 the blast setting, <laughs> and I'm happy. You know, it's 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 a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's let people turn it up themselves and hear it. This is light it up. It is Vandenberg right here on Crusader Present. Chris Aiken presents. We are chatting with the great Adrian Vandenberg, new release from Vandenberg called Sin. It is out there now. You definitely want to check it out. And Adrian, I, I wanted to talk about the cover art a little bit because um, from what I read, it, it's a painting that you did. Um, yeah. So talk a little bit, not only about this art piece itself, but more in general for you as a creative person, how painting is a good creative outlet and how it's a different creative outlet for you from recording and creating music. I, I've always felt that it's, um, that I'm tapping from the same source when I, um, when I write music or when I'm painting or even when I'm cooking, I look yeah. at it like when you're cooking, you're, you're composing with flavors. And when you're painting, you're comp composing with, with shapes and, 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 and colors. When I'm writing a song, you know, you're composing with, with sounds, and with, it, it, 
all three of them are about balance. You're, you're looking for your personal sense of balance. You know, you want the balance between. In my music, I like to 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 go for light and shade. You know, like like um, take a deck a little bit and then then go full speed again. You know, sonically and musically and melody wise. So, as far as the painting goes, um, on uh, people uh, like. On the classic Vandenberg albums, for the second and the and the third album, I made I also made the paintings. Mm -hmm. In those days, I was very influenced by uh, guys like Salvador Dali and the American super realists, as they were called at the time. And um, I made those paintings at the time. And and so now this time, since I'm working on the name Vandenberg again, I thought it would be cool to have a connection with one of those paintings. So I made. The connection with the, the painting I made for the second Vandenberg album, the Heading for a Storm album, where three sharks are flying over a highway in the desert, flying right. towards you. I thought, you know what? It would be cool to let them fly into New York, the city of sin. Right. And and right away, I thought, oh, wait a minute. The original sin in the Bible is like the connection with the snake. Right. The snake, and the apple, the second name for New York. So, bam, I thought, man, Bingo! I got like the total connection between my time in White Snake, between New York, the sharks, and the whole thing, you know. So um, I decided to make a painting um, and and uh, relating to that to those. And and I thought, okay, um, on the second Vandenberg album, the, the the sky was blue, right? And the the third album, the sky was red because it was like the Maya temples with this crocodile bursting through the pavement. So I thought, yeah, the sky has to be green this time. And then thought, where is the sky green? It's northern light, north of Scandinavia. Uh, that's a green, mysterious-looking sky. You know, people who haven't seen it should look it up on the internet. It's amazing. It's it's very mysterious. It's it's very transparent, and there's weird, weird shapes being formed by formations of clouds or, uh, or condensed or whatever it is. You know. So it took me a long time. It took me three days to make just a little bit of the sky. Okay. Uh, because I wanted that transparency and those weird shapes in it and and that kind of color. So it, it, it's about 13 or 14 layers of greenish paint um, that I diluted very, very, mu very, very much. So to get that transparency in it. And um, I was... I was happy after three days, but then I thought, man, I only have three days to finish this painting because um, I was traveling to LA to do the mixing. Right. But that's the painting right before the mix because the record company needed it to start working towards, you know, the whole thing. And um, mm -hmm. so I started working at 8.30 in the morning on the rest of the painting and finishing sometime at 2 at night. Wow. Man, I was shot. So... <laughs> I got on a painting on, on, on the plane on Saturday morning. Uh, I asked a friend of mine to pick up the painting still wet at my at my studio, take it to the photographer carefully, and then um, uh, have the photographer send the picture straight to Mascot, to my record sure. company. Done just in time, man. It was it was stressful. Holy, holy wow. cow. Pretty <laughs> stressful. What what is what is easier to to finish a painting or a song both difficult but um 
the good thing with a painting is um from people are not going to be able to see a difference but i i'm still going to do some touch-ups um and that's where the song once it's recorded that's it you know sure so you have to say goodbye at some point and you go okay you know i gotta live with this but with the painting it's it's still in my studio i go there's a couple of little things then I'm going to touch up and then I'm going to put the varnish on it. And then it, that's it, you know? <laughs> well, uh, you sound like a typical musician because I don't know a musician to this day. I've not met a musician that's ever been happy with the music that they recorded three, five, 10, 15 years ago. You guys always are looking for that yeah. little touch up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to tell you, man, um, I, I may sound like a secondhand Carl's Carl's Hillsman. I don't mean to, but this record is, um, Right now, I wouldn't even know what to change, you know, and, and maybe in a year or maybe in six months, I don't know. I wouldn't change anything, but uh, you know, that, like, like uh, I got to catch a mosquito here. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's going to be minor touch-ups that, that people probably won't even hear, but it's like, but I don't know. Right now, I wouldn't know anything. And right. probably in six months, I still wouldn't know anything because I'm extremely happy with this record. And we played a couple of songs live and they go, man, this is what I was hoping for. It's got this live feel. It translates to a stage. Sure. It's to a, a live vibe. It's got all the stuff. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned um, live shows. What you're you're obviously getting ready to come to the states here with um, with Jeff Tate for the first time yeah. in. Right. God, I think since I was 15 years old or something is the last time you toured as as Vandenberg. Um, Talk a little bit about this tour and how it came to be. Well, we did um, uh, our first sh uh, shows uh, last week in Holland. Um, two shows to, to celebrate the release of the uh, album. Sure. Um, the American uh, tour, finally, uh, well, finally, we got a great agency now, Reliant Agency, that also does Whitesnake, as a matter of fact, and people like Roger Daltrey and Van Morrison and a lot of great acts. So I'm very, very happy we're with them. And um, so they started, they also um, have um, Jeff Tate in their roster. Right. And, and, and the guy said right away, he said, man, I got a great tour shaping up. Let's, let's go headline with Jeff Tate. And I said, perfect. Because, you know, we have different styles, but at the same time, the kind of fans overlap mm -hmm. for a very, it's both mel very melodic rock, great vocals, great guitars, loud guitars. It is a perfect match. So I'm really lo looking forward to it. And they're already, uh, this is going to be East Coast. And uh, of course, a bunch of Southern states and, and Florida. We're going to shake um, the, you know, the, the pensionados over there. And we're going to shake them up a little bit. Nice. Um, there's already uh, in the plans, there's already like a second leg of the tour um late august where we're going to do the, the west coast so man it's going to be a great year absolutely man what well, sounds great um as as does the record the record is called sin it is out there now it is vandenberg and adrian where should we tell people to go to keep up with you and get tour dates and buy music and all that stuff well um i got um under adrian vandenberg official i got uh two Two websites uh, or two pages on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Uh, there's a VandenbergBand.com uh, where uh, tour schedules are. The whole tour schedule is still uh, uh, to get posted over there. Um, 
and there's a Vandenberg band on Instagram and there's Vandenberg on Facebook. So if you just look look for the band name, you're going to find uh, all the connections everywhere. Very good. Well, one more time. The album is called Sin. It is Vandenberg. And Adrian, I thought what we would do to wrap this one up is to actually play a clip from the video for Sin. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this song to wrap it up. The, th the Sin qu uh, clip, yeah, the, 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 as you know, the, the, the song is almost seven minutes. Right. So I thought, you know, it, it needed to be cinemagraphic. It needed to be like a little film that you get sucked into just like the song. And there's a, a little tongue-in-cheek refer reference in the beginning, of course, with the white snake kind of crawling towards the apple, right. which, you know, the original sin, as we know. And um, then you get sucked into this whole story about um, what the lyrics go uh, is about, you know, about this this guy who, who has a hard time resisting the temptation of sin, like all of us at some point or more points in our life do, you know, because... It could be a, a small sin, like stealing a cookie from your mother's cookie jar when you're a kid, or it can, or it could be like a murder when you know. But, and there's this huge area in between that can be bigger sins, smaller sins. And um, it, it, I found it a fascinating theme to um, to come up with. I was kind of surprised that nobody ever did it before, you know, because, like I said, everybody gets tempted sometimes to go, hmm, should I do this? Um, it, should I run this red light? Right. Uh, with the risk of hitting somebody? Uh, big sin, you know, because you can make, you can destroy somebody's life. They're all sins. And, you know, it's fascinating. It's, it, 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 it's like uh, it runs through our life, you know, uh, like a red thread. And, yeah. um, Whenever you get into a temptation, you go, man, I shouldn't do this. This is, this would be a sin. I'm not going to do it. You know, I, I was brought up uh, with the Bible, you know, uh, and, and uh, as a kid, especially, you get caught into the, those amazing stories and, 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 and legends in the, the, the Bible stories. And they stay with you the rest of your life because uh, whenever you get into a situation, you go, man, I'm not going to do that. I, that's that's a sin. I'm not going to do it. Right. And especially in my, my line of business, it's always there. But so far, I've been a pretty good boy. <laughs> my mom should be proud of me. <laughs> Very good. Well, she should certainly be proud of this new release. It's called Sin. It is Vandenberg. And we're going to play the uh, title track right now. Um, so check out Adrian on the road with Jeff Tate. And Adrian, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken Presents. My pleasure, man. And thanks for having me. And I hope to see, to see each other somewhere down that road, as the saying goes. 